Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Folks, we got a great episode lined up for you tonight. But before we get to that, we want to thank you, you the listener out there, the person that's listening, that that's committed to to tuning in every week to Schmidt Lavelle. We love you. We appreciate you. And if you're not already doing it, now's the time. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Hit hit something to to get notifications. Hey, a new episode of Schmidt Lavelle's out. New episodes every week. We love you. We appreciate you listening. Please help us grow the show. Give us that follow. What do you say? Huh? Aren't we friends? Come on. Do it. Just listen. Just listen. Everybody's doing it. You want to be part of the group, don't you? Tell you what, we're getting getting people just coming up to us and going, man, I gave you guys a listen the other day and you guys got quite the, uh, the chemistry there. You're doing pretty well. We we're like what good, we're hearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They like it. They like what they're hearing. So, yeah. I mean, to to reiterate what Tom said, why don't you go ahead and give us a like, give us a subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, like we've always been saying. And uh, let's get those listeners up and up and up, Tom, as you like to say. Up. And- it's up. We're up. Everything's up. Up, up, up. <laughs> you know what, Timmy? I am not up right now. I am down. I'm down town julie brown my legs are killing me my chest and my arms are sore i told you and i'll let the audience know i uh, recently got back into the gym i know you're thinking tom got back into the gym he seems so fit he seems so cool he seems so toned just kidding if you watch the waxing video you know that's not true but i decided to get back in the gym with a uh i guess uh, we're at 16 months now the 16 month old I haven't been to the gym since the baby's been born. You know, of course, I've made a lot of excuses not to go, but uh, it's it's difficult getting to the gym in general, especially when you have two kids, one being a year old. So mm. I finally got to make that uh, trek back into the gym, and I, and I loved it. I liked being back in there. I was happy to be training and getting a little bit stronger. And these first days are great because you really feel it in your muscles. You know what I'm talking about, Tim? Like if you haven't been to the gym in a while, and then you get back and you get like that initial soreness, but it's sure. sore, it's like a good sore. You're like, ah, it's working. I'm doing yeah, something. You're, you're what well, Tom, what you're describing is what people say. Uh, you're feeling the burn right the there. Burn. Tom. Okay. You know, you're, you're working your muscles that have been worked in, a, in quite some time. I mean, you're, you're not, a workout type of guy you're more of a faster as we as we identified on the show you like to fast you just don't eat you eat like a bird you, well, you put on you put on a hell of a you know you throw out your videos about cooking and you, you cook some nice dishes and stuff like that but you prefer to fast rather rather than to work out i have done some fasts and Um, you know i was a wrestler in high school and that kind of i was doing the intermittent fasting before intermittent fasting was cool to me, and I don't know if it was uh, 
necessarily by choice, but when you have to make a certain weight, you uh, you don't eat. <laughs> yeah, that's not fasting. That's called starving yourself. Yes. I've, I've seen these individuals in college before. Psychos. Like, wrestlers are nuts. They're just a different breed. Uh, I remember in college, I was sitting in a steam room, and there was three wrestlers in there in their tidy whities mm. and they were sweating and they were working <laughs> out i was sweating out my alcohol they were they were legitimately like doing push-ups and sit-ups and they had razor blades and they kept on using the razor blades and removing the sweat from their skin because they said the sweat would then seep back their, in or it clog, clog their pores, their pores. Ah. So they were just, it's just nuts, man. Uh, But I mean, that's a whole different avenue, but hopefully you're not doing that, Tom. No. And let me tell you, if you haven't gotten to experience that, do yourselves a favor and get in there, (laughs) grab a razor blade, go to your nearest (laughs) steam room, sweat it out. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm sore. It's hard to get up and down the stairs. Down in particular is a little bit more difficult. You know, you're, you're walking down. I see... I'm not one of those people that shies away. The first thing I did day one was legs. You know, a lot of times you'll see these people in the gym and they they ignore doing legs. I'm not I'm not one of not saying that I have like great legs or anything, but I know that that's an important that's like the most important part to work out is your legs. Am I right on that, Timmy? No, you're you're accurate. You're not one of those people to ignore legs. You just ignore the entire body for 16 months, and then you do legs. Yes, the entire <laughs> body has been ignored, and now I'm back. Back. I'm not. I'm not one of you people that go to the gym all the time and don't do legs. I'm, I'm just someone those... that doesn't go to the gym. <laughs> and then I do legs, and then I make fun of you for not doing legs. <laughs> What's better to not go at all? Or to go and not do legs. I mean, I think you're on to something. Just don't go at all. Yeah. So I should keep doing. Not going at all. No, I'm going back tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be back in biceps, Timmy. Today was chest and triceps. Legs yeah. was the day before. Back in buys, and then we'll get into shoulders the uh the next time after that. So who uh who's putting this this program together for you here, Tom? Well, Timmy, I feel like you're falling under the assumption that I don't know how to work out. You know, I, hey, listen, I'm not saying that at all. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious who's chaperoning you in your your journey back to health. Um, or or is this you? You're just doing it yourself. I'm doing it myself. You know, I've I've been in the gym enough to know routines and know how to do stuff that uh. You know, I was a I was an everyday gymmer, Timmy, for for quite some time. You know, I still played soccer up until a year and a half ago, and was running out on the field uh, with with young bucks, 20, 20 years old, and uh, yeah. you know that ain't the easiest thing to do. No, no, it's not. I mean, I, look, I, I'm I'm wishing you well in your journey. I just want to make sure that you have the proper attention. That we should are... do a training video, I think. I think maybe, is this what we're getting at? We'll get into like a, a training oh. video. Uh, we'll do some some headbands we'll have on in there. We'll be in there stretching it out, you know. That... Give me another well, rep. It's no secret that I am also on my journey back to health here, Tom. And, uh, you know, I've, I've lifted a few weights in my lifetime. And, you know, I use my 
my previous curriculums on uh, that that I I go to the well on when I when I get back to the gym. So I I use those. I don't know if you followed a weight program when you were you were that you know cut wrestler back in high school. You know, like they you, you were just a, a gym rat, weren't you? That's what you told me. Oh, Tim, I don't think. I mean, the schedule I had in my senior year of of wrestling, I I don't think many people had. That schedule, I mean, I don't know. We would wake up. We had morning practice where we would lift weights and then run stairs. Then we would go to school. After school, we would have evening practice. This is every day, Monday through Friday. We'd have evening practice. After that, on Mondays and Thursdays, we would drive to, um, for the listener out there, if you don't know, the Mecca, and I think we were talking about this this week, the, the best wrestling in the country is located in Pennsylvania. We're the best state in the country as far as wrestling. Lehigh Valley, Western Pennsylvania, there's a lot of hotbeds of of wrestling in Pennsylvania. And Lehigh Valley happens to be maybe the best in the country every year. So we would go train with those guys Mondays and Thursday nights after that. Wake up the next morning, do the same thing. I mean, this was a uh this was a several month stretch, you know. My team, we were Final four in states, we we lost to the eventual champions, but uh, we were no slouches. I kind of know what I'm doing in the gym. My dad was a weightlifter in the army, boxed in the army. He uh, actually, I met uh, George Pipisic. If you've ever heard of him, he yeah. was uh, a guy that helped invent weightlifting machines. My dad, when we lived in California, would go to his gym and actually spotted for for uh, Sylvester Stallone in that gym. Believe it or not, how about that? Yeah, Mister Ukraine, George Pipisic. Sounds very, uh, very foxcatcher like, Tom. Uh, that that little the training situation. Well, let had. me tell you, our, one of our coaches was on Team Foxcatcher. Believe it or not, and was with um, Mister John Dupont the day before he shot Dave Schultz, and uh, that's a whole nother story. He was probably dropped the Mister. You don't have to really address him like that he was despicable human being yeah well clearly there was a screw loose you know what i mean like some people are despicable human beings but i wonder if it's you know a matter of their brains just not being correct which doesn't make it right but like you know you know what i'm saying like it's like uh you you can be a terrible person and kind of just be like this psycho your brain is off it's not as bad as a person that's a like knows everything that's going on and decides to be. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Psychoville ends. <laughs> not that I'm some like amazing athlete, but I've spent a lot of time in the gym, you know. Not a I'm not I was never like a power lifter or anything like that, but we did some crazy workouts, that's for sure. Um either way, we got a lot to talk about on this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, a little rundown memory lane. Look at that. You're getting to know Schmidt Lavelle uh, more and more each week. And Tim, let's get to some of our comments. You mentioned about the cooking, and I did put out a video this week of the lasagna that I had made. Now, Tim, does lasagna count as a casserole? Would that be a casserole? No. Not like a casserole? No? Nope. Lasagna is its own, it's its own dish, separate from a casserole. Um. Yeah, no, that's it. That's all I have. 
<laughs> it's a good dish. I've never look. I don't dive into casseroles all that often. Had a breakfast casserole. I told. I think I've mentioned that on the pod before. But lasagna is a dish by itself. It's if it if it was a casserole, they'd probably say like, I don't know, pasta casserole. Right? Well, it seems very similar to a casserole. You put all the stuff in a dish, you throw it in the oven, and you bake it. You know what I mean? What? I guess we're gonna have to look up like what defines a casserole. You throw you know? a pie, you throw a pie in the oven, you bake it. Is that considered a casserole? Right. Like what makes a casserole a casserole? You know what I mean? I mean, there's shepherd's pie. Would that be counted as a casserole? I guess you know what? Maybe if your parents just called it something else when they made it, you would have liked it better, you know? Oh, here's some chicken uh, and rice pie. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I don't know what other tuna noodle pie. So from the comments from that video, thousands of views. That looks so effing delicious from Cupcheck77. From Pam Chalk. You got drooly face emojis. From Bilal925. Okay, this just isn't fair, but I'm inspired. That Eagles kid. Dot 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 dot. Bro. From S Madden 10, that looks like one of the best lasagnas. I've ever seen. Great job. Well, we appreciate you. We're probably going to try to put out some more cooking videos. Whatever we're doing, we try to put out, you know, here and there. A little issue today, another reason why I'm feeling down, with my airdrop. I like to cut some clips, airdrop them, and then put them on the, uh, on the gram, on the IG, and my airdrop's not working. So now i got to figure that out. Nothing's going right today, Tim. My legs are sore. My chest is sore. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's not good right now, Tom. We're, we got to bounce back. It's New Year. We're we're three weeks in here, Tom. We got plenty of time to turn it around. That's right, and we will. All right, from our top five gods video now, Timmy. And, and let me ask you this: I was toiling with this. I didn't know what to do. Okay, we had that ridiculous comment that we went over last week about the guy saying, "We'll see who's laughing and who's crying and begging to their god whenever blah 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 goes down." When we made a video about fries hitting us in the face and we were throwing buckets around like whatever and in my mind i was like should i put out us reading the clip like should i've called the guy out like posted a clip of us reading said comment and then laughing about it or should i like i kind of went past that because i don't know who the hell this guy is you're gonna come to my work and try to like shoot me or something because we're we're laughing at his comment you know what i mean yeah, I mean, you're a former wrestler. You can handle yourself. <laughs> so do you want me to clip it and put it on there then? Should I do that? I mean, it's a public forum. He can comment on his stuff and then we can go back at him. I don't understand. What, what's the what's the hold up here? Let's get the let's get the presses going. Right, let's get it right. moving. So we will do that. We will publicly put our response on the gram. Maybe I'll even tag him in it. But that led us to our top five gods of all time. It was a sarcastic comment. It was a joke. We weren't cheek. Yeah, we weren't really going to name. We all know the superior God. We don't have to name it the best yeah. religion. We don't have to say it. You know it. I don't have to say it. So <laughs> we were getting comments. I was getting messages from people saying like, hey, I wouldn't talk about religion on the show. And it's <laughs> like, that was our whole point. Is we're not we're joking because we don't want to talk about religion, right, Tim? 
we could talk about religion. Yeah. <laughs> like we could, but like we were just making a joke, like, you know, how outlandish it is to say name the top five gods in the superior right, religion. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And some yeah, people I mean, were like, geez, you know, this might be too far. And I'm like, really? really? Like what? Yeah. If you if you know Schmidt Lavelle, we were clearly kidding around. It's we're we don't we're not diving into those those sectors, if you will. We're not we're not getting involved in those uh those controversial uh subject matter, if you will, right? Like we yeah. we're, we're just trying to keep it light, just have fun with it. And that's why we thought that response was a little a little off uh, kilter. That's why we I identified it, highlighted it and you know, poke some fun at it. You know, that's what we're doing here. You know, it's a little satire. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, a little satire. But either way, I think some of the people picked up on it. And here's some comments from Phil to Williams underscore art. Gonna have to go with Alanis Morissette from Dogma. Remember then she played God in Dogma? An underrated movie. I loved the movie Dogma Was with uh, Buddy Christ. Was Ben Affleck in that? Yeah, of course. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jay and Silent Bob, you know, right, it was right, a, right. A Chris Rock. I didn't George I don't Garland. remember seeing it like from start to finish, but I'm I'm sure it was good. Oh, do yourself a favor, by the way, for the for the male listeners out there, do yourself a favor and watch that. There's a scene where Miss Selma Hayek is a dancing girl and she comes mm. out the candy girl. Let me tell you something. Talk about God. Oh, my God. All right. From Obi-Nam Kenobi, he says, see you on the other side, Ray. Ooh. From Greg Gerth, Rune King Thor, number one, he says. What's that? Uh, I don't know. Rune King Thor. But he's number one, apparently. So Thor is better than... Is that a typo? What is R-U-N-E? Rune? Rune? King Thor? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. We're going to have to look it up. Probably one of our, like, uh, you know, co comic book Marvel nerds out there will know the uh, the definition of who who is Rune King. Well, Rune King Thor was actually the leader of a world when Thor was taken over by an evil spirit and... Uh, Probably the most powerful god out there. No, I don't know who Rune King Thor is. I'm sure he was pretty, pretty badass. All right. Let's get to a couple more comments from Mr. Jim Barnhart, 15874. Let me start by saying, every episode keeps getting better and better every week. Second thing, whole wings blow. Unless you get them from the Chinese store in the hood for $3, with fries. Last but not least, the color blue is Timmy's color. Embrace it. Just my Ooh. opinion. Timmy. I got blue on the night, baby. Uh, I think he was referring to the baby blues. You know Ooh. what I mean? You are, I'm sure, quite the... You, you would be in a Tar Heel uniform. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. A crew of us Got flagged some toss from an Islanders game because we were louder than the home crowd. We had t-shirts made that said, get off our island. That's from Mr. He Stiff talking about being a fan, a Flyers fan, the best fans in the biz. They were down 2-0 earlier tonight. They came back. It was 3-2. I'm not sure what the score is right now. Timmy, any updates? Do you know? 
It was four two. Um, uh, it looks like it's four three. Four three. That look. You know what? We've lost the last couple, and I know we we were following the Flyers. We're in on the Flyers. I'm wearing my like my Flyers shirt, and they the the losses they've had. They still, I think, fought in those games. You know what I mean? It's not like they're lay down losses. You, you still have it th thought that oh they might come back and win this, or they had a lead and stuff like that. Middle of the season, I'm still very hopeful and optimistic for the Flyers, and I like the trend that they're going on. A couple injuries today, though, that I think hurt us. On the IR, didn't they announce someone's going on the IR today? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tippett, Tippett went on the IR. Um, and then Hart asked for his release or something? No, he didn't ask for his release. He, he asked for uh, a leave of absence. So there's some, some controversy going on with with uh, Carter Hart um, stemming back from about six years ago that, I mean, I'm not going to speculate, but I mean, this is what's out there. There's a, a sexual assault allegation that was made against the world junior hockey team that Carter Hart was on. And ironically, another goalie had just asked for the same leave of absence in the league who was on that same team. So a little ironic um, that both goalies that were on that same team, you know, eight years ago or six years ago, asked for their 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 leave of absence within two days of each other. So hopefully, uh, you know, whatever it is, and... it's just a coincidence, and maybe uh, who knows? You can't really speculate yeah. against that stuff, but that's what's out there. Um, but look, regardless, like to your point, the Flyers have been playing pretty decent. Hockey, they've lost two in a row. They're down 4-3 right now. And they're playing against top-tier teams here. They played against um, the Colorado Avalanche, which are like – they're probably one of the better teams in hockey right now. Nathan McKinnon has been on an all-time point streak, uh, probably the best player in the NHL uh, as of right now. Uh, they lost an M seven to four, but it was much closer than the uh, the score indicated. And then they lost the only disappointing loss I think in the last three games was the Auto Center's loss, where they had a three to nothing lead and lost five to three. Yeah, uh, but they're they, 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 they this team does not give up, which is a great sign of of character and coaching, uh, in my opinion. So again, they were they were down here in this game, uh, three to one and. Four to two, and now they're back four to three right now. So five hey, minutes left in the game. Hopefully, they can find a way to come back, tie that up, maybe win it. Uh, maybe even win it in regulation or uh, or overtime. That would be great. Let's go, Flyers. We're on board. If you're not watching them, now's the time because, man, they're a fun team to watch, and we're we're hoping for for big things for the rest of this season. All right, speaking of big things, Tim, man, oh man, what a game last night. 76ers. I'm wearing my Sixers hat. We're all fired up. 70 points. Mr. Joel Embiid, an all-time Sixers game. The most points ever scored by a 76er in a game. And just one of those games that you're like, wow, especially on the anniversary of when Kobe did his 81 to, to do it then and, and just put on a show in front of the fans. This team... Like we're kind of saying with the Flyers, it, there's something different about them. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're doing things different this one. And I, I don't want to get too excited because of the heartbreak. The Sixers have heartache they've given us over the last decade. 
But man, I feel like with Nick Nurse and this team and they're starting to gel and come together and the younger players are getting better and Embiid is just as good as it gets. If he can stay healthy, man, I really feel like this is a team that can finally make a run. Yeah, it's it's the one thing that what you just there, Tom, was at the end, if he can stay healthy. And that's the thing that Sixers fans have been really begging for 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 years, really, is, I mean, this has been constant second-round exit in the playoffs every single year, and it's it's beautiful, right? Like, this, the season that's unfolding, Nick Nurse has been hired as the head coach. He's really unlocked more offensive potential in both Tyrese Maxey and in Joel Embiid, and you even see a little bit from Tobias Harris, too, as well. Um, and you have role players surrounded those three guys, and who knows if they make a, a deal at the at the deadline. But, I mean, things are going in the right direction. Joel Embiid is having one of the most prolific offensive scoring seasons of all time. Um, you know, he's mentioned in the same breath as Will Chamberlain, Michael Jordan. He's doing things that haven't been done in, in over 30 years um, in terms of his scoring. And the one thing that you hope is that it translates into the postseason. And that's what it hasn't done in the past. So the one caveat to I would also say is that I think in some cases Sixers fans have have, take, have taken Joel Embiid for granted because of the early second round exits in the playoffs. And he is an all-time player. He's an all-time talent. And what you're witnessing right now from Joel Embiid is something that will probably not be done for a long period of time. So if you have an opportunity when you're sitting around at home and you're not doing anything else, I want a Sixers game and pay attention to this guy because he is an absolute stud. Yep. Love Joel Embiid and definitely going to be following the the Sixers moving forward. A lot of season left with them. Hopefully they just, like we were mentioning, stay healthy. There's been some rumors about them. Who are, who are they getting from? Uh, there, there were some rumors about them getting someone from the, the Trailblazers. I forget his name. But Either way, I don't know if they necessarily need that. I just like the direction they're heading, and I wanted to to mention that. All right, Tim. We had a big week this last week. Uh-oh. What's going on? What are you going to say? Nothing. Oh. I'm just li- I'm listening. I'm just... I thought you were ready to go. All <laughs> right, so we got the weather. The weather, Timmy. You know, we, we, we're weather reporters now, and uh, we had a big weekend this past weekend. It's been three years been a while since we've gotten some uh some snow and i don't know about you i love the snow interesting week to have it on uh monday we got martin luther king day kids are off on tuesday snow lightly right ice more ice than anything kids are off wednesday thursday friday snow they're off again we get the two days at school People are uh, been out of shape of that. It worked out okay for me and my wife's schedule that we could handle this. I love the snow. I love getting out there with my kids. I I love that him having fun, experiencing the snow. Growing up, it was something. There's something magical about snow. You love it. You love to be out in it, sledding, building forts, snowman, snowball, the whole deal. It's fun. Yes, are there some annoying parts to it? Sure. When you got a shovel, when it's cold, when the ice is out there, there's some things that are pain. But man, when I when we just got done 
sledding down a little hill, my kids laughing, having fun. Let's go again. Let's go again. And then we go in and we make a little hot chocolate. Doesn't get much better than that, Tim. Of course, I had a put a little uh little whiskey in mine, you know, made sure not to mix them up. That could have been bad. Ah, Timmy, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this snow? Dude, I love this snow. Hey, look, when you went to school around here, whenever it snowed, you see the forecast, you tune on whatever. 610, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. You'd always look for that school code, right? You'd look for the forecast to see how many inches you're going to get and then if you're going to be off. Now, I guess that doesn't really matter anymore because you know everyone's doing virtual schooling now thanks to COVID. But it, it still, there was some, there was always excitement about getting snow. And, and it's transitioned from, you know, when you were a kid to not having school to an adult not having work and everyone calls for a snow day and it's just like, hey, let's go pack the local bar. Let's walk up the street. Everyone grab a stool and we'll just get completely hammered as possible. <laughs> and then and then we can walk home. Because you know, for the most part, anyone that's that's going out during the snow is more than likely probably not driving. Um, so as a bartender I, I, and a, a bar owner, I would say that probably makes you feel a little bit more comfortable that you don't have patrons drinking and driving all over the place. Right. Um, But like, for the most part, like that's the thing that you're really like focused on is like, man, you see the snow coming down. Is it going to land? Is it not going to land? Is it sticking? Like you get like really excited as, as the snow comes down. And once it starts getting like heavier and heavier and heavier, there's just that, like that kind of feeling inside. You're like, yes, like, Finally, you know, we get to enjoy a day off or whatever, like playing for because it makes things it really puts things at a standstill. And whether that be a detriment to most most people or not, it's just it's just a fun time. Like people get freaked out and they go to the, the grocery store and they buy every freaking grocery that you could possibly imagine for like they're gonna get snowed in, like it's the end of the world. Like <laughs> yeah. we're in Philadelphia here, folks. Like yeah. it's there's not going to be a catastrophic snowstorm that's going to keep you bedridden for months. Like <laughs> relax. Um, but like that, that would just be like the best. We used to go one of one of the things that we used to do here locally would be to head over to the golf course over to Walnut Lane, and Walnut Lane was like the the premier sledding grounds for Roxbury Mania. Like. You just park right over there, like right on Henry Avenue. Everyone unload their coolers of beer, and then you sled all day and all night, and it would just it would just turn into just like a party. It was just fun. Um, but that's like where you cut your teeth at. Like that's where the big sledding hills were. Is going over to Walnut Lane and going down those those uh, those those different holes on the golf course and stuff like that. It was what is fun. hole four? Is that the one hole four? No, it was so. Back in the day, that was 17. So 17 was, well, actually it was 14. 14 where like the dam was, like you cross over that little bridge, like you, you go down in the valley and then come back up and then it's the par three and then the par three and then the, the whole alongside Henry Avenue. But those were, yeah, there was oh, pretty okay. steep hills over there. And if you didn't slow up, you'd end up in that little creek there. Uh, um, yeah. with your sled so uh, that's funny 
but no, I love I love the snow. I love it was it was good to see finally come back. It was like a nice return. Um, yeah, we got two different days of snow and it was fun. And and honestly, for me, being able to go sledding with my daughters because I don't really get to experience a ton of snow with them was was all time. I was able to take them out and and take them sledding, and we had a ball. We. We built a snowman, but we really couldn't because the snow was all powdered. Did you notice the texture of the snow? It was yeah, just like... it was tough. You know, like we 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 were we're thinking snowman first. It wasn't really a ton of snow, and then we went fort. You know, so we ended up building a fort, kind of packing it down, digging a hole, more just a tunnel for the kids yeah. to kind of slide through. And they're like, "Oh, we have a fort slash tunnel," you know, and they yeah. seemed to like it, but uh. You know, we did what we could with what we had, and uh, it was uh, it was fun. You know, I, I enjoyed it, and it seems like the kids really liked it too. Yeah, I mean, shoveling sucks. You know, salt in the pavement sucks. All that other stuff sucks. But like, I mean, my street blows because they don't play on my street. So whatever I have outside is usually like ten times worse than anywhere else. So like, I look out and I'm like, oh my god, it must be horrible out there and then like you get to <laughs> the surrounding area and everyone's dug out the streets are clear and i'm like what the hell it's it's like antarctica on larson street everywhere <laughs> else it looks like a normal day in roxborough so is i guess they just is a plow not fitting down there is there not like it's someone a two, that can it's come a, by it's a two-way street right one but lane. it's a one lane yeah. And it's a pain in the ass, and everyone stays in their parking spot. So, like, they don't like to plow, so they don't plow cars in. Right. It's just, it's it gets naturally plowed by, like, cars going up and down the street, and that's it. So, like, they don't touch the street. It sucks. What but, happens when there's, like, a foot of snow? Well, you just, you just got to suck it up. You got to dig your car out. That's it. You usually dig your car out. There's mounds of snow on the street. It like blizzard of '93 was nuts, dude. We had a we had a pile of snow in our front yard, probably eight feet to ten feet high. It was nuts to the point where like me and my brother were jumping off the roof the and into this pile of snow because we were like doing like elbow drops. <laughs> Off a you know off a twenty foot roof into right. a, like an eight foot pile of snow. It was it was fun. It was just so much fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, well, Schmidt Lavelle, we love the snow. You know, we we we're aware of how there can be some inconvenience of it, but more snow, more snow, the better. Let's go. Let's get another storm in before the end of this season. All right, Timmy, I want to talk to you about something right now. And it's been something I've been seeing on social media lately, and it's not the first time I've seen it, but, you know, I watch it and I'm like, what the hell, like, what is going on with this? Right. Recently, I've been seeing what's been called the orange test, okay? Mm -hmm. And so a young lady will have her boyfriend or husband or whatever, and she will say to him, I really could go for an orange. And you'll hear the guy go, oh, yeah, yeah, an orange, you know? And she goes, can you get me an orange? And, you know, he'll be like, Okay. Do you want to? Here's an orange. Gets the orange. She goes, peel it for me. And that, Timmy, is the test. She films the whole thing. Will the guy peel the orange or will he not? Does he love and care about his girlfriend or wife enough to peel this orange for her or does he not, Timmy? What, 
these things that I've been seeing, another one was pouring mustard onto the counter and seeing if he'll clean it up <laughs> right in front of him, pouring mustard on the counter and say, can you clean that up for me? And if he does, he's a good husband or boyfriend. What the F is this? You know what I mean? Like, what's going so this, on? Those are so this, crazy women. Am I right? This is the trend? I've been, I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it on. And it's not the first one I've seen. There's other ones where, like, there'll be, like, a text that they send about this and that. And you got to see how they react. Or you got to ask them a certain question and then see. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a bunch of different tests out there that i'm seeing I'm like who comes up with this crap peel the orange for me i mean there there are some funny things that i've seen in the past um where certain members of the relationship looked stupid or look funny and some of the tiktoks are are pretty hysterical but like what, what are we trying to do here we're just trying to you know make an example of our our loved ones like yeah, and it's social. Like, I don't get it. Like, what's the, what's the point behind this thing? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Like, I, yeah, that... it seems almost like it's like insulting. and clearly, and clearly, if like they don't do it right, or if it's not funny, they're not going to post it. So, what's the fallout when you know he realizes you're recording him, and like he doesn't go for the stupid ass prank or the whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish? I would love to see that video where the where the boyfriend gets pissed off and they start going at each other and it turns into a fight. Well, some of those you see, you know, it's like, oh, uh, can you peel it? And he's like, no, like, why am I, what do you, you can peel it, you know, go ahead. Here's the orange. I'm not going to peel it for you. You won't, you won't peel an orange for me. You won't do it. Like, you're not going to peel this orange for me. Like, no, no, you're an peel adult. It yourself. You Here you go. You're the... very, it will, I just, you know, I just thought it would be something that you could do. You could, you could peel this orange for me just because, you know, to show that you love me so much. And he's like, no, it would be showing I don't, it would be showing I don't love you because I'm not allowing you to do something for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it was the argument I heard on the one, but regardless, it was just, it's just so ridiculous. Enough of these tests, these quit, you know, these we got enough shit going on. They try to push these things and like they try to do, I mean, look, I mean, I guess we're 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 doing the same thing. We're doing our podcast. Everyone does a does a podcast, and we're trying to make sure not make sure. I mean, look, we enjoy what we do here, right? We're just we're having fun. We like to chat. We we feel like we have a good rapport here. Like these people that are doing these tests and things like that, they're just trying to do the next best thing. They're trying to they're trying to catch a fad or they're trying to start a hashtag or something like that where it catches fire and all of a sudden they're popular their videos go viral and all of a sudden they don't have to work anymore and they become a social media superstar that's what it, i think we're talking about here tom that's the thing that we have to stay away from should we come up with a test for our significant others and and film it and see how they react i'm all here how about make me a sandwich can you make me a sandwich I think my significant other would do that. So I think mine would too. So what kind of was that? <laughs> what, yeah. Then what happens? Should we ask him to take out the trash? <laughs> Tell you what, my significant other has got me doing all sorts of shit lately. Oh boy! <laughs> I think I'm maybe I'm being maybe I'm being filmed. I'm going to end up on one of these TikToks doing all sorts of shit. You'd gladly peel an orange. Please, I'd, here, just peel an orange and give it to her. Be like, here, all right, enough. Here, take it. Let's just, let's, getting uh, at. 
Here's Let's the orange. Get this over and done with. Here's your orange. Where, <laughs> now, where's the mustard? <laughs> where's the camera? Well, you know, I we all know what's going on here. Yeah. I'm not some fool. I'm on the TikTok. All right, Timmy. Let's take it further now. Let's keep going. We got a viral video this week. Everyone's seen it. Everyone in Philadelphia knows the Kansas City Chiefs were playing against the Buffalo Bills. First and foremost, I am I feel bad for the Bills and I feel bad for their fans. I, I was ready for them to win that game. I, I I feel awful for the kicker. Not that it was just his fault. And I just feel bad for the for the franchise and the fans and you know how much suffering is this team gonna go through? <laughs> but I'm watching that game, Tim. And, you know, they're cutting, obviously, to Miss Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey's boyfriend. And lo and behold, out of the box, into the stands, no shirt on, chugging beers, cheering for his brother, our own Jason Kelsey. I would say the majority of people out there love it. They love this video. They love seeing their guy out there partying up cheering for his brother doing his thing tim i didn't love it i didn't love it i wasn't too happy with it part of the main reason is i didn't want the kansas city chiefs to win one i'm sick of taylor swift and that whole crew and that whole thing i'm not a big travis kelsey guy i don't like him very much i mean i'm not like in a bad way i just don't feel like i don't know i just don't there's something i don't know i don't, I don't I love it and I just, I didn't love seeing Jason Kelsey out there shaking around, going nuts, the biggest fan for the Kansas City Chiefs. But, hey, whatever. What are you going to do? I just think that you need to really think about this, Tom, because <laughs> while Jason Kelsey is still a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, he was first a member of the Kelsey family. True. Which means that his brother in my opinion, comes first no matter what. So if his brother mm -hmm. plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't see a problem with him cheering for those Kansas City Chiefs since he's already been eliminated from the playoffs. It's a different conference. And his brother happens to be one of the best players on the team. Um, people, Eagles fans, get up in arms about other players wearing different hats when they're playing for the Eagles. Look, Unless they were born here, unless they were raised here, they have allegiances elsewhere. Like, I mean, I was born in Philadelphia. If I was a professional athlete playing for the Dallas Cowboys, I'd be wearing my Philadelphia Phillies hat or Philadelphia Eagles hat. Probably not the Eagles hat during the season, but, I mean, I would still be a Philadelphia sports fan. Like, that's the way it works. Uh, the whole, like, Jason Kelsey thing, like the way he was acting at the at, at the game, I absolutely love. If you followed it all throughout the day, there was viral videos of him doing, uh, I think he was whacking beers out of a bowling ball at the Bills tailgate. He was, he was tailgating with Bills Mafia. Uh, then he went up into the box. He was shirtless in the box pretty much for the entire game, which is ridiculous. Um, he hopped out of the the uh, the box and whacked a beer with like a bunch of the the Bills fans in the crowd. Um, and then he he got a little girl, brought the little girl up to the suite and showed 
you know, the, the sign to Taylor Swift. Like, the dude's just an all-time guy. Like, if you hate on him, so be it. But, like, this is stuff that we've been seeing for over a decade now, over 13 years in Philadelphia, where he goes down to the shore. He does all these other different events. He gets dressed up in mummer's gear. He does a crazy speech. He whacks beers. Like, this is what Jason Kelsey is. This is who we come accustomed to love. This is why we think he's an all-time player. I mean, there's nothing about what he did on Saturday or Sunday night that's anything different than what we've seen from Jason Kelsey over the course of the last 12 years. So if you want to poo-poo it because of the whole Travis Kelsey and and whatever her name is, <laughs> I just Taylor you know, Swift. Like, I don't know if it's something wrong with me. I just I didn't love it. I didn't love it's not for me. I'm like, ugh, you know, and like that behavior I don't ne- normally shun. I don't know if it's like and it's like you maybe part of it is you can never say anything about Jason Kelsey. You can never be negative about Jason Kelsey. You know, you can't even say like, uh, come on, man. Like, I just, I'm not like, I fucking hate. I like, I don't know why I've grown to hate Patrick Mahomes. I can't stand Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? I don't know why he's a great player. He's all time, but he just seems like, especially the way he acted when they lost to the bills in the regular season. I really wanted the bills to win that game. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But I no, just, uh, I, I just wanted to not a, a like, I don't know. I just didn't love it. It's just not for me, you know. Listen, and I get, I wanted... and I love the partying. I love the thing, you know, the whole story with his deal and whatever. But I'm just like, nah, nah. I'm out on that, you know. Well, Maybe it's because I'm still not over the way this season played out for us. And good for him for being over it and moving on and just going on and cheering for his brother. Me, I'm just still bitter about how this whole season played out and how pathetic it was. Well, you also have to realize that he's a player and you're a fan. Right. And usually it's going to hurt you a lot more than it's going to hurt them. But, I mean, in this case, I think Jason Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's certain guys that buy into the franchise and buy into being an Eagle and whatever team they play for a lot more than most people. But, I mean, I would say normally – you know, guys, fringe guys will just go home and, and move on and, and be done with it. But guys like Jason Kelsey who really care and Fletcher Cox and these guys, like, I think that'll hurt for them for a little while. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they can't they can't go out and have a good time. Like, I'm not me? saying he can't. I just, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know what it was about this one. Maybe part of it's that, you know, you can't say anything about Jason Kelsey. Then I'm like, well, why not? Why can't I? Why can't I say I didn't like that? You know what I mean? It's like now I'm the bad guy because I didn't like he was cheering for the Chiefs. I know it was his brother. But I don't have it. I was never a Kelsey. I don't have a loyalty to to Travis. In fact, the name Travis I don't really care for either. Now that I think about it, who names their kid Travis? <laughs> Your brother named Travis? No, I don't know. You know, I don't know many Travis. <laughs> but in fact, the one Travis I did know, I actually liked him. Good guy. Whatever, you know, go do your thing. I'm sure we'll see him this week, you know, out there in uh in Baltimore. You think he's going to get the reaction in Baltimore that he got in Buffalo? Buffalo fans are like our kind of fans. You know what I mean? Sure. I feel like Baltimore fans may be a little bit more like cut territorial. Yeah. <laughs> in a different type of way. Not that the Bills aren't territorial, but like 
you know, I just feel like they'd be a little bit more like, F you, you know, like they seem to be a man of the people in Buffalo. They were like, yeah, you're the man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out for him. I doubt that he's going to be running around with his shirt off, though, again. I mean, maybe that was just a little celebration tactic after the Eagles season finally ended. He finally felt some relief. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he was he was just happy to find out that we uh, decided to get rid of our offensive and defensive coordinators, Timmy. It could have been. That could Is that have been. a good segue? Was that a... That was a great segue. All that right, a... so that leads us to our next topic. For the Eagles, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, both released this past uh, week. Thank God. What do you think about this, Timmy? And maybe your thoughts for the future. Where Where would you like us to head into who fills those roles? No surprise here for me. Um yeah, I mentioned last week on the show that, like, look, you brought in two rookie offensive and defense coordinators, and it just seemed like they just were a little in over their heads. And moving forward, like, for the sake of the franchise, you better have somebody that is accomplished, that has an idea of what they want to do. Um, when you're interviewing these people, you need to know what exactly their plan is for this offense because – it is a well-oiled machine, and you can the potential there is just un, unlimited. And for anyone that's going to take this this position as an offense coordinator, they're going to have they're getting the keys to a Lamborghini, and they better be able to handle it. Um, <clears throat> now, again, there's a lot of other stuff that happens with like Jalen Hurts. You got to make sure that he's healthy and you know he's on board because there's another article that just came out of him out out, out about him which makes him seem like Carson Wentz 2.0 um I'm not ready to move on from him at all uh, I think he has the opportunity to get himself right and get himself better um and they has the weapons around him to do so you just need a coach that's going to be able to foster that talent and make sure they put a good product on the field now the defense coordinator I think you all need somebody that's seasoned uh, there's talk about Ron Rivera, a couple of Mike Caldwell. There's a couple other guys that are being mentioned. These are seasoned vets. I think that's what you need to do is surround yourself with coaching veterans that are really going to get the best out of their talent. I think the defensive talent in itself was really something that hindered your defense altogether. But I mean, you just got to pick better players and you got to have better, better personnel on that side of the ball for it to work. So uh, I hope the guy that works out. Because if not, it's going to be an epic failure, and I think a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah, and part of me, just like us talking about it right now, thinks like sometimes, especially with Roseman and and the Eagles, like in the past, they sometimes they outsmart themselves, and maybe they think like, oh, we'll we'll figure it out with this guy and this guy, like that. We, this is a steal, you know. They they seem to do that, like. I want to like a proven guy, like you're saying. Let's get somebody, especially on the defense, that's like proven and in, in the NFL. And then you, you got someone, you know, offensive that has this scheme that really knows what they want and really has a, a plan, like you're saying, for where this offense is headed and and something that fits with with the players we have here. You know. And my biggest my biggest gripe right now is that there's there's two teams that are playing in the NFC. And I've seen the AFC championship that have incredible linebacker play. All right. The Eagles do not invest in any linebackers whatsoever. They just pick guys off the street and they say, Hey, we can fill these guys in because of such an incredible defensive line. 
Look at what the San Francisco 49ers are doing and look at what the Baltimore Ravens are doing. They have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen there in Baltimore. And then over on the other side, you have Drake Greenlaw and I forget the other guy. I forget his name. Jesus Christ. I don't know why it's slipping my mind now. But, like, they're both all pros. And they're just making play after play after play. And the Eagles don't have anyone, even with the the pinky of talent that those guys have on both those teams. So invest in a linebacker. Yeah. And we talked to, we talked about that. We talked about Randy, Fred Warner, Fred Warner. That's it. We, we were talking about that when we covered the draft months ago, how they drafted these guys and we did not go after the linebackers. And it wasn't a priority. seems to be like something where they think they're, you know, if if you're following the NFL, you're familiar with like the running backs. A lot of times aren't as valued because you can swap them out. It seems here and there, and you get you can get good running back play for not a hefty price tag. I feel like they think it's the same trend with linebackers, and maybe they need to put a little more emphasis on the linebacker and definitely in the uh, in the secondary. All right, we'll see how that happens, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, the the team has something going out. You know. Lori's had a pretty good track record. So's uh so Roseman has his years up and down, and we've been a successful team since Lori took has taken over. A couple more Super Bowl wins would have been nice, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah. One and one and two, Tom. One and two in the in Super Bowls in the last uh twenty years, Tom. One and two. Yeah. It probably should be three and out. It definitely should be two and one. That's for sure. But uh, all right, Timmy. Let's get to our last topic of the night. That's going to be Christmas decor, Christmas trees. You know, Christmas was, uh, by the time this airs, it would be almost a month ago. And I guess we're trying to talk about the guidelines, the protocol, the limits of how long you can have these decorations up. And, Timmy, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. All right, so I love Christmas, one of my favorite times of year. Right? Um, one of my favorite things is putting up the lights. And, Tom, I know you get into a little battle with your your neighbor. Um, mm-hmm. But really, like, I, I was I was asked by my daughters this weekend, why do you still have your lights up? And I didn't really have a good answer for them other than, Pretty much laziness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But at the same time, as the snow started falling down, Tom, I said, my God, the lights look fantastic at nighttime with the, the winter. Like, uh, it's, yeah. It is picturesque. Winter wonderland feel, Tom. And it's, it's difficult to remove lights you know with snow all over the place and it wet being wet out and stuff like that so you, i think i bought myself another couple of days but i think right now we're we're on a, a good old good old-fashioned uh mexican standoff between me my sister on who's going to take these lights down <laughs> oh man wait who put them up she did oh wow well but the deal if she puts them up you got to take them down or something no, the deal was that, uh, well, there was no deal because I put up the Christmas lights last year and I was also made fun of and ridiculed for the way that I 
I decorated. So she then said that she was going to take control. So I feel as if that means that, hey, if you want control of it, you take them up, you put them up, you, you take them down. Oh, boy. And I've already taken the tree down. I've gotten all that stuff down. I've gotten the, the bulbs off. I got the, the, the lights down off the tree. You know, got the tree out in the trash. All that's all done and taken care of. I mean, there's only one thing left to do here, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> gonna Who's it going to be? Who's going to take the lights down? We're going to be pushing St. Patty's Day. We're going to have our house still decorated. <laughs> You know what you got to do? We got to get those ones that you can hit a button and they change colors. St. Patrick, St. Valentine's Day comes <laughs> yeah. around, you make them pink, you know. St. Patrick's Day, turn them green, and it's like, you know, we'll never take them down. How about that? A little red, white, and blue for 4th of July. Why not? <laughs> exactly. So I, that's, I, like, that's... I like lights. I feel like we should all try to have lights up a little bit more often, you know? Why not? It does. It does make for a nice, a nice look. Uh, you, you walk up and down the street, yeah, at nighttime, and you feel a little bit safer, actually. You know? Yeah, and it's just that more like, you know, like you're saying, it gives you that feeling of like, what a nice area, what a nice place. This is, it's just, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's just like, wow, I there's love times, being here. There's times. There's also times like when I when I was younger. Where like the, the houses would have like the flashing lights. Yeah, they would have like and I felt like it was like the closest I could get to being in like a Billy Jean like music video. Where you walk by it's like Billy Jean is not yeah. my lover. Yeah. Just like look, lover. this thing's lighting up as I walk by. I gotta have something's going on here with me. I'm I'm doing an MJ dance. Oh man. Well, Timmy. I think it's time for us to beat it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we had quite the thriller of an episode today. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, folks. It's been another episode of Schmidt Lavelle. We hope you enjoy what we did. If you're not already doing it, now's the time. Give us that follow, that share, that subscribe. We love you. Timmy, anything you got to say to all the Schmidt Lavelleites out there before we sign off? No, this show is cozy if you're Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. New episodes every week. My name's Tom Lavelle for Timothy Schmidt. You just listened to Schmidt and Lavelle, the hottest growing podcast in all the podcasts. Until next week, have a great weekend. We love you. God bless. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.